Hi guys, this is Fiona from IELTS Exam Training Courses and Members Academy. Today we're looking at a listening part four and it's entirely gap fill, which is the most common type of question in a part four lecture. So there are lots of things that you can do to prepare yourself for this long, almost in uninterrupted uh, text. There are 10 gaps and the summary gives you headings that will correspond, of course, to the plan and shape of the lecture. So it's called the eucalyptus tree in Australia. And there are two main headings. First of all, the importance of the tree. And then the second one is the reasons for the decline in number. That then is divided into two main reasons, which is diseases and bushfires. So it's really important to get that overview because you will really quickly recognise the signals that they give you to tell you which part they're talking about and therefore which part you should listen to very carefully. Um, what else? So the other things to think about are making predictions about maybe what comes in the gap. So first of all, the importance, it provides something and food for a wide range of species. So you're thinking, OK, it must be a noun. It provides something and food for species. What else could a tree provide? And then the second gap says its leaves provide something which is used to make a disinfectant. So again, you're thinking about a substance that the tree produces, which could possibly be used to make this disinfectant. And so on. We'll go into the other gaps and predictions as we come to them. But I wanted to point out that structure because it's always mirrored in the plan of the lecture. So the lecturer starts by saying, today I'm going to talk about the eucalyptus tree. Oh, and by the way, this one has a very strong Australian accent. Not many of them do have Australian accents, but when they do, it's really good to practice uh, with this text. It is on YouTube. I've seen people um, with the full version on YouTube that you can find and listen to and get used to the Australian accent is really important. So he says, this is a very common tree here in Australia, where it's also sometimes called the gum tree. Now, remember how many other topics I've done related to this? especially related to Australia, there's the cowrie gum reading and there's the other, I'm sure it's the same chap who does the honeybee listening. He's Australian as well. I'm sure it's the same guy. So these are all related to particular plants and species in Australia. It's, it's a huge topic. He says, first, I'm going to talk about why it's important and then I'm going to describe some problems it faces at present. So there you go. He's outlined what we already saw 
in the gap fill summary. It's divided into those two parts, why the tree is important and then the problems. So the first thing we're listening for is what does it provide as well as food for a wide range of species. And he says, right, well, the eucalyptus tree is an important tree for lots of reasons. For example, it gives shelter to creatures like birds and bats. And these other species, these and other species also depend on it for food, particularly the nectar from its flowers. So it supports biodiversity. So there you have it. He says, for example, it gives shelter to creatures, blah, blah, blah. So the answer is shelter. I would also like to point out um, when I did my YouTube live lesson the other day, uh, somebody remembered from my podcast that I'd said how useful and important these texts are and how they can help you with your writing. Well, look at what the writer's doing here. First of all, he gives us the topic sentence and he says the tree is important for lots of reasons. Now, I always recommend that you write a topic sentence in your first main body paragraph and you say um, something like it has a num numerous there are numerous advantages to um, traveling by car, for example. So you outline what you're going to say next. Then he gives the nice example. For example, it gives shelter, he says, and other species depend on it for food. Then there's the point three, the so what point, I call it. The link back to the main topic, which was how important it is. And he says, so it supports biodiversity. So that's kind of like your first point in a paragraph. And then he says, it's useful to us humans too. So he introduces a new point. Now, remember my system for writing is point, example or explanation or evidence. And this is what he says. He says, it's useful to us humans too, because we can kill germs with a disinfectant made from oil extracted from eucalyptus leaves. And that gives us our answer. Its leaves provide something which is used to make a disinfectant. So what does it provide? And he says the disinfectant is made from oil extracted from eucalyptus leaves. So the answer is oil. Notice in a lot of these gap fill summaries, you often get some kind of substance. And we'll see more examples of this later in today's text. So that's it in terms of the importance. Then he gives you a little thinking time. And he starts to introduce the reasons for the decline in number. He says the eucalyptus grows all over Australia and the trees can live for up to 400 years. So it's alarming that all across the country numbers of eucalyptus are falling because the trees are dying off prematurely. 
So, what are the reasons for this? Notice his signal. This is called a rhetorical question because he's going to answer his own question. But for you, it's really important to notice that signal. When he asks this question, it's a signal that he's going to go on to the next point very clearly. Also, notice the use of alarming. I think it's a really useful word. Um, the other day in the YouTube live, we had somebody say it's scary in a task two essay. And I suggested instead of saying scary, which is quite informal and quite emotional, you could use something like it's alarming or worrying. Very useful task too when you want to describe, you know, problems that are happening. Or you could say there's been an alarming increase in the number of people dying from cancer, something like that. So alarming means worrying, significant and scary, I guess. So well, we've gone to the part of the summary where the heading is diseases. And that's divided into two types of diseases. Number one is called mandala yellows. You don't need to know what that means. And the second one is called Bell Minor Associated Dieback. You don't know, you don't need to know what they mean because these words are in inverted commas. That's often a sign from IELTS that it's a name that you don't need to worry about because they will explain it to you. So he does explain it. He says the cause. And the cause is, the cause of this disease is lime, which was used for making something. And this was absorbed into the tree. So we have to find out where this lime, now lime is not the citrus fruit lime. It's, I don't know what it is. It's a kind of substance they use for building. I only know about it because my sister uh, specialises in historical buildings where they used lime to uh, make the mortar between the bricks, I think. Anyway, what did they use this lime for? Let's listen. As far back as the 1970s, the trees started getting a disease called mandala yellows. Even the fact that he says called mandala yellows tells you it's a word and nobody knows it anyway. The tree's leaves would gradually turn yellow. Then the tree would die. It wasn't until 2004 that they found the cause of the problem was lime or calcium hydroxide to give it its proper chemical name, which was being used in the construction of roads. So that's the answer. They were building roads. Notice it's plural and notice that very common IELTS word I often mention, which is construction. The whole topic of building and roads is a key IELTS topic. And that is our answer for 33. 
and it then explains that the trees were unable to take in necessary iron through their roots. That's on the question paper and the speaker explains the lime was being washed away into the ground and affecting the roots of the eucalyptus trees nearby. What it was doing was preventing the trees from sucking up the iron they needed for healthy growth. When this was injected back into the affected trees, they immediately recovered. You don't need any of that. That's already in the text. But keep an eye on it so you don't lose your place. The next disease is called Bell Minor Associated dieback. You don't need to know what this is. They will explain. What are we listening for? Well, the cause. So the first gap is 34. Something feed on eucalyptus leaves. That's it. That's all you need to know. Something feed, what feeds on these leaves. Um, very interesting, actually, that this Actual gap also comes up in the honeybee listening, which is on my website, definitely. So you can see they choose certain things again and again. So he explains this disease. He says, um, this problem only affected a relatively small number of trees. By 2000, huge numbers of eucalyptus were dying along Australia's east coast of a disease known as Bell Minor Associated Dieback. Again, the fact that he says known as tells you it's the inverted commas. Like before, he said called. Now, it might not be so important in the listening, but in the reading... This known as or called or referred to as is absolutely essential for your understanding. And I think it comes up in the next reading. So I'll talk about it then. The one about nutmeg I'm going to do next. OK, so we're looking for what feeds on the leaves. He says the bell miner is a bird. And the disease seems to be common where there are high populations of bell miners. Again, it's the leaves of the tree that are affected. What happens is, notice the emphasis, introduction, telling you the answers coming. What happens is that insects settle on the leaves and eat their way around them, destroying them as they go. And at the same time, they secrete a solution which has sugar in it. OK, so we were listening for an animal which eats the leaves. And that was it. He says what happens is that insects. So I guess it's guessable, isn't it? Um, and in the bee, the honeybee listening, it was something about what the what the birds will eat and they will eat anything as long as they're insects. Um, yeah, I've done that text so many times now I can remember it off by heart. <laughs> then there are two more bullet points which explains 
that these leaves secrete a substance containing sugar and that the bell minor birds are attracted by this and keep away other species. And the speaker talks about that. You don't need to listen because there's no gap. He simply says the bell minor birds really like this solution, this sugar solution. And in order to get as much as possible, they keep away other creatures that might try to get it. So these birds and insects flourish, key IELTS word, flourish, thrive at the expense of other species. And eventually so much damage is done to the leaves that the tree dies. Now there's the little pause, the slight pause, where he goes on to the second reason, which is bush fires. Now this part is really interesting, I think, especially given uh, the recent fires in Australia. And it also talks about the indigenous people and how important they are. And again, how often they talk about this in IELTS. So for bushfires, he says that there's a theory by William Jackson. And there are three bullet points. The first one says high frequency bushfires have impact on vegetation resulting in the growth of something. So obviously, when there's a bushfire, you know, it's a natural phenomenon in Australia. God, I'm sounding like Trump now, as if I know what I'm talking about. But I have seen a documentary that bushfires are natural and they are necessary to kind of keep the the grass down, I guess. And it's a natural process. It's just when they get excessive that they cause a problem. So we're listening for what grows after the fire. The speaker says, but experts say that trees can start looking sick before any sign of bell minor associated dieback. So it looks as if the problem might have another explanation. One possibility is that it's to do with the huge bushfires that we have in Australia. A theory proposed over 40 years ago by ecologist William Jackson is that the frequency of bushfires in a particular region affects the type of vegetation that grows there. If there are very frequent bush fires in a region, this encourages grass to grow afterwards. While if the bush fires are rather less frequent, this results in the growth of eucalyptus forests. So the, the sentence says that if there are frequent fires, it encourages grass to grow. If they are less frequent, it encourages the forests, eucalyptus forests to grow. We wanted the high frequency bushfires, it says here, have impact on vegetation resulting in the growth of, and the answer is grass. So the very frequent, the high frequency bushfires result in the growth of grass. He explains this in a moment. Before he explains it, let's look at the next bullet point. 
The next bullet point says mid-frequency bushfires result in the growth of eucalyptus forests because they make more something available to the trees and they maintain the quality of the something. So we're listening for what is more available to the trees and what quality improves. He asks the question, the speaker says, so why is this? And the key word in the summary was because, so we know we're in the right place. Why do fairly frequent bushfires actually support the growth of eucalyptus? Well, one reason is that the fire stops the growth of other species which would consume water needed by eucalyptus trees. So if there were other species growing, they would consume water. And therefore, 36, the answer is water because when you burn the other growth, then it makes more water available to the eucalyptus trees. That's 36. Now, 37 is the other reason. And he tells us that. He says, and there's another reason. If these other quick-growing species of bushes and plants are allowed to proliferate, they harm the eucalyptus in another way by affecting the composition of the soil and removing nutrients from it. That's it. So we wanted a space, maintain the quality of the something. Now, you have to think in reverse. It says that if you grow these plants, it affects the soil by removing the nutrients from it. So if we have frequent fires, this maintains the quality of the soil because there are no other plants to take away the nutrients. So the answer for 37 is soil. He says, so some bushfires are actually essential for the eucalyptus to survive as long as they are not too frequent. In fact, there's evidence that Australia's indigenous people practised regular burning of bushland for thousands of years before the arrival of the Europeans. Now, the third bullet is the problem with low-frequency bushfires, if you don't have bushfires. And it says this results in the growth of something rainforest. And it's in inverted commas. So we know that they're going to tell us that it's a type of rainforest and it has a name. So we're listening for those words that I just mentioned before, like called or known as. Ah, this is where I saw it. Sorry, not in next week's. It's here. It's actually in the listening. These clues when he says known as, but it's the same for reading. So what does he say? He says, since Europeans arrived on the continent, the number of bushfires has been strictly 
controlled. Now, scientists believe that this reduced frequency of bushfires to low levels has led to what is known as dry rainforest. So we were looking for a gap, a type of rainforest, and they've told us very clearly what is known as dry rainforest. So dry is the answer. As he says, which seems an odd name, as usually we associate tropical rainforest with wet conditions. Okay, he dis- the, in the summary, he gives us two points, a dry rainforest, which is A, uh, sorry, <laughs> 39, a something ecosystem. So we'll need an adjective to describe ecosystem. And 40, an ideal environment for the something of the bell miner. So we already know that the bell miner is a bird. Now, what other thing can you associate with birds when they need the ideal environment? Again, it's come up another in another listening, possibly the honeybee one, I can't remember. Um, so the first one is a type of ecosystem. What does he say? He says, and what's special about this type of rainforest? So he asks that question because he will introduce the answer. Well, unlike tropical rainforest, which is a rich ecosystem, this type of ecosystem is usually a simple one. That is your answer, a simple one. It has very thick, dense vegetation, but not much variety of species. The vegetation provides lots of shade. So one species that does find it ideal is the bell miner bird, which builds its nests in the undergrowth there. That's it. What does it build? What is it an ideal environment for? Answer is the nests of the bell miner. And by the way, there the S is optional. If you hear it, I would put it, the speaker says nests, plural, but it's not grammatically wrong if you say for the nest of the bell miner, so they will accept that. They also, by the way, for 35, accept grasses, plural, instead of just grass for 35. Um, But usually, well, 33 is roads, plural. 34 is insects, plural. And the other things, nouns, are uncountable. So 36 is water, 37 is soil, and 32 is oil. So another very typical set of answers where you've got a mix of countable nouns with S and the uncountable substances oil, water and soil. Uh, Very, very predictable. And the more of these that you do, the more that you'll notice them. 
and the more you'll be ready to answer them. The spellings aren't difficult, very simple spellings here. So I guess the difficulty is the text was quite dense and quite a heavy Australian accent if you're not used to that. But otherwise, lot of answers which are guessable and predictable, I hope. Okay, thanks for listening. Thanks very much, guys, for listening. I'm not allowed to put these on my website, unfortunately, but you can Google. Um, it's book 15. I Googled it on YouTube and I found it straight away. <laughs> the eucalyptus tree in Australia. You'll get the practice and the answers, but hopefully the benefit of my podcast is that you also hear the explanations and learn something from the vocabulary and the tips and the strategies. So do let me know if you've got any requests. Um, I will see you with the next one, which is going to be a reading all about nutmeg. So speak to you soon. Thanks, guys. Bye bye.